and welcome to the Moss Eisley Happy Hour. I am Adam, and I am joined by Lee. Hello. Who's dancing a merry jig for the benefits of the table. Happy Hour, you've got to dance. He's in the cantina. Come dancing, not every time. We're also joined by Chris. Hello. And Wesley. Howdy. Howdy. And we are here to, you know, point at um, episode three, Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> so there we go. Um, but uh, before we uh, launch into that, uh, has anyone been watching anything Star Wars related or adjacent uh, between, since our last viewing? So uh, where's your nodding? Uh, anything? What, what have you been watching, sir? I was watching the animated Clone Wars movie. Mm -hmm. I watched that because that's between the, this one and the last one. And also I got myself an Oculus and I decided to play uh, Beat Saber, Ooh. which I thought was a bit pertinent. So, yes. Mm. I crippled You've myself. Playing... <laughs> You've been playing what? Beat Saber? Beat Saber. Not beat the meat, but Beat Saber. Right. Okay. And what does that entail? Because I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, in the virtual world, you practically got lightsabers while you're whacking the shit uh, out of z things that look like um, Zelda's cubes from Terra Hawks oh, to yeah. the rhythm of a song. So, yeah, oh, so it's okay. a ryth rhythm game, a bit like Guitar <laughs> Hero, I suppose. Yeah. But Get about the lightsabers. <laughs> Nice. That's um, yeah. Oh no, I, I, I will ne next time that anyone is allowed in the same room, I'll uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll strap on your Oculus and have a go at that. Uh, <laughs> strap on your Oculus and beat your saber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everyone else just leaves the room in shame. <laughs> and uh, a bit Chris. more stickier than before. Oh, it's just a little more harmed than before, I think. Yeah. Uh, Chris, have you been uh, Star Wars zing, zing, zings? Yeah, I was looking through some extras on Disney Plus for The Revenge of the Sith, and they've oh, got a load of deleted scenes, which are kind of mm -hmm. interesting. They're, they're sort of half made, so it's it's sort of like watching, uh, you know, low-budget, almost spoof-like looking, <laughs> slightly odd acting, but it's, it's kind of interesting. Well, some of them were funny... There was uh, one that stood out was uh, it was in Padme's apartment and it's called The Seeds of Rebellion and it's got Mon Mothma and Bail Organa um, and a mm. few others talking about the start, um, you know, considering whether they should be making this rebel alliance. And yeah, oh. I, I don't exactly. I mean, that must be from a bit further on. I don't I can't quite imagine how they would have put it into this film. I don't know because it's because isn't it Bail Organa? Isn't the phrase that's used in A New Hope is uh, a you General Kenobi? You fought with my father in the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting. Now you've said that, I've suddenly realised. Yeah, they don't really set up mm. the rebellion particularly in this. But you've got. I mean, obviously, didn't they put it into the? Uh, special editions as well. You see Jimmy Smith's shouting mm. when uh, they blow up Alderaan or something like oh, that. Oh, that was a myth. 
That was oh, a myth that okay. people thought well, they were going to you know, ruin it with, but they never yeah. actually did it. Oh, fair enough. But the, the woman who plays Mon Mothma in the extras that were cut mm. out of um, Revenge of the Sith actually did play her in Rogue One. So there's oh, a, right. still a continuity with the... Um, yeah, with the deleted scenes and the actual universe. Yeah, so, that's oh, right, okay. Well, I suppose if you um, found someone who can be Mon Mothma, mm. you sort yeah, of why change yeah. it? Yeah. Why, why, yeah, why, why go looking elsewhere apart it, from scandal or death? And uh, the other thing that stood out was a, a documentary on Star Wars tech. Is any of it plausible? And I thought it was kind of funny <laughs> that um, X Wings, definitely not, no chance. Um, smoke in space, yeah, you can get that. Um, and but we do actually have ion drives, and the TIE fighter stands for twin ion engine. Mm. Um, although, although it would take about however many years to get up to the sort of speeds they fly at, <laughs> you know, like about fifty years or something. But yeah, it's kind of fun. Oh, they've they've mentioned in the series that time moves differently for certain species. <laughs> you know, maybe yeah. we're seeing it, and, the, and maybe everyone in the Star Wars universe is at really low speed. <laughs> So, you know, their their ion drive worked fucking fantastically. So what's what a scientist I am. Lee, have you been watching anything Star Wars Ling Ling Lee? Um, I've not been watching, but again, uh following last week as I what uh, I played um Rebel Assault 2, uh I got a message from friend of the show, uh Snobby Bobby. Um oh, yeah. so he dropped me a message and said, Oh, if you liked that. You should go and play Dark Forces. Uh, mm. It's the same year, so 95. Uh, so I went and bought that on Steam and played that for a couple of hours. It effectively is Doom with uh, yeah. Star Wars mask over it, and it's bloody brilliant. I could have played Ooh, it for yeah. hours and hours. That, that was a classic. Yeah. yeah. I'll be going back to that a lot. It's just, it's, it's just so easy. Like, I, I did play it on the easy level. But it's it's back before you had like stupid amounts of controls to remember and memorize. Yeah, it's like yeah. you walk, you point, you shoot, you occasionally shoot. put put your torch on and off if you're in a dark room, and that's it. It's just pick up energy, pick up shield, kill shit. It's where you go brilliant. wrong. Star Wars story, you get a few cutscenes, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the cutaway oh, scenes, cool. yeah, the same as uh, like mm. the ones on. Um, uh, uh, rebel, uh, rebel mm. dongly dingle. What was it? Assault. Rebel assault. assault. That's yeah. the one. Um, yeah. So it's sort of similar to that. So it's not sort of video quality, but for the time, it was quite mm. kind of mind blowing how how good it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So all in all, good fun. So mm. thank oh, you very nice. much. That I would definitely. Yeah, that I'll definitely would like to play. I think uh, on Steam. Star, I think Star Wars like, Doom is. Yeah, that's a selling point. <laughs> and I think it was like £4.70 or something ridiculous. Like, mm. it's one of those that you think, do you know what? If I buy it and I play it for an afternoon, I've had my money's worth out of it. Sure. But I, yeah. I do think I'll be going back to it because it was great. Nice. Yeah. I, I've actually been doing, I've been doing proper homework and everything. Um, and uh, I have, I decided to restart The Mandalorian because I'd only got mm. so many episodes in. Um, so that I'm going to stick with. And I think well on the way Mandalorian falls sometime after I, it'd be Return of the Jedi. So, yeah, nine years. 
mm. after Return of the Jedi. So there we go. Yeah. So we may sneak in the Mandalorian at that point because I know that everyone, everyone on the show is a fan. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it's yeah. I, I'm I'm things just end up getting stretched as it's like yeah. But I really want to what I really want to talk about the Mandalorian. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's gonna that that's that's gonna count as yeah. Well, it's, it's live action. There we go. We we'll, we can differentiate from animation <laughs> that way, I suppose. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, and so battle for Endor's on then. I think it caravan of courage. Be. <laughs> Caravan of Courage. Well, we speaking speaking of Snobby Bobby, he has requested to join us for that. And if anything, just an opportunity to hang around with Bobby's always great. So yeah, yeah, I think we should I think we should cover them, if only so that I can put it to rest in my head that they are shite. <laughs> so it's like it's one of those things. I'm the same as you, Lee. I think I've watched them on video at the time, have never gone back. And it's now sort of like, you know, in in my head, I don't even think I have an impression of it almost. It's just, yeah, I've never gone back, so it can't be that great. Um, I, think finding, I think finding them might be the, the issue, because when you mentioned it before, uh, when you and Bobby were discussing it, and I went and looked on eBay, um, and I could, I, I could find the first one without too much trouble, but the second one, I could only find a box set of the two, and the cheapest version I could find was like 27 quid. And I was like, I know it's going to be a lot, but fuck that. I've, <laughs> I've got it on DVD, so um, you can, I'll yeah, see you if can I can organise us all seeing it. So, yeah. 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 Or oh, we could do a viewing party. Whoop, whoop. Mm, yeah. Oh, my God. That yeah. sounds yeah. like that good internet is needed for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's better troll. <laughs> but still, I think yeah, I think it's look it's pretty much looking on the cards. They apparently are post Jedi as well, um, because mm. you know what Ewoks look like. I don't think it really bears much <laughs> into it. You know, I'm pretty sure that Wicket isn't involved in trade negotiations on the boo <laughs> at any point. Well, you say that in the first film he talks like he does in Return of the Jedi, and in the second film he can speak because one. <laughs> One of the children in it teaches him. Both films are like a cross between Willow and Star Wars, if I'm honest. They do seem to, I think they are more, they do feel more like a fantasy film. They feel like something mm. like Dark Crystal or something like that, where it's essentially a lot of puppets and they have a Barney in a wood. You know, that's about it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, uh, yes and actually that was something that will lead us into um, Revenge of the Sith and I'm going to go for a positive already here is that we'll come back to it but speaking of uh, sort of knowledge of other characters I really have no problem with Chewbacca knowing Yoda because I did did for ages and then I sort of watched it and it's like this just feels like, especially when it's him and there's like the SNM Wookiee next to him. Um, <laughs> and Yoda just takes that guy, takes the clone assassin down. And Chewie gives him a look like, told you he was the shit. <laughs> and, and then they go wandering off and he scampers up his arm and everything. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm fine with that now. 
So it was always a thing that it was in my same wheelhouse as um, C-3PO being built by Anakin and all those sort of things. But yeah, weirdly enough, Chewie and Yoda, I'm quite happy for that. I'd just like no. to see the outplace where they go and get pissed. <laughs> but, but the only thing I, I didn't realise, I'd completely forgotten that was in there till watching it again, but um, is it not a bit confusing then that Chewie doesn't sort of mention to Han, oh yeah, you know you're slagging off Jedis a lot and you think it's all rubbish, but I kind of knew the top one and he's now teaching Luke, you know, he's probably doing quite well. But... I don't know if it ever came up because Luke's no. the only one who think, <laughs> I think Luke's the only one who actually meets Yoda in the original, in the uh, well, original but, trilogy. But yeah. Chewie surely would have heard of Obi-Wan as well as being one of those famous ones that were around in that. So it's just, I don't there know, it's, it's struck Jedi me this time as being so... really odd. No, yeah, but most of them got killed at that, you know, at Order 66. Yeah, but it's at I that think last, at that moment, yeah. Mm. Oh no, I definitely, I definitely think that it's part of. It's definitely within that same area of problematic. I mean, fucking hell, in a new hope, it's like, oh, I felt a presence I've never felt in ages. Like <laughs> your old teacher, the droid you built, the droid you went on fucking flying battles with, the bloke who knows Yoda. You know, it's it's a lot. That's going. He should be, and and his own kid, yeah. you know. And it's like, it's, oh, I feel a presence. And it's like your parents are waiting Plus, I think it's all the long fur. For some reason, there's something about Chewie that, in the back of my mind, whenever he isn't helping Han Solo work on the ship, he's off smoking space cabbage. Like in my mind, he's constantly blitzed out of his brain. I don't know why. I, there's just something about him. It's like. He's absolutely turned out of his gold, I think, at all times. So that's is why he's got it, no idea. Really honest, I think if we're honest, he's actually picking shit out of his fur. <laughs> oh, God. Because it can't be easy going to the toilet like that, can it? No, that's true. You just all you hear is <laughs> and then Han has to go back, <laughs> gets, the, gets the scissors out of the glove box. Fuck's sake. <laughs> okay. From his little handbag, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his penguin bars in his thing but you know it's, <laughs> isn't it a relief that we can actually I suppose that's another thing as well as at least we can talk fondly of Chewie at the moment as well because there's nothing in this that sort of fucks Chewie's mythos in any sort of way because you do get a planet full of Wookiees and it's really annoying that you don't see that much of that battle because yeah. it looks the absolute Viking shit yeah. at that point I think that's the thing, though, is, is is Chewie just in your mind the ultimate hippie? Because it's like, you've got long hair, and then there's this. Yeah, this yeah. is like, this is long hair in its ultimate form. <laughs> <You know? laughs> long hair literally everywhere. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. just the whole lot. <laughs> so, uh, well, I mean, we're sort of, we're, we're already diving there. So, for, oh, yeah. Um, Again, this is ridiculous, isn't it? Um, because we've already done it. Uh, spoiler and swearing alert. So I've really got to get better at doing that at the start. So uh, <laughs> fucking spoilers. All right. So there you go. That's the swearing and spoiler alert. Um, and we are covering episode three, Revenge of the Sith. And we now have to go back to 2005. Mm. 
everyone's favourite war criminal. Just think of it like the scroll going up. So it's two two thousand five. Everyone's favourite war criminal romance continues with Blair and Bush clinging to power like crabs on an arse hair. Pope John Paul II dies, and me and you, Lee, are at a Noel Fielding gig when he does. Oh God, yeah, I remember that. Because Russell Watson came on and was just saying the Pope's dead and was just going, see, this is information you didn't know you needed, isn't it? Look, I don't need a microphone. Pope's dead. You're listening. So, uh, Prince Harry is photographed in Nazi uniform. Prince Charles marries Camilla Parker Bowles. Not sure if they were photographed in Nazi uniform. It doesn't say. Um, the 7-7 tube and bus bombings kill 52 people and injure over 700. Uh, Islamic a similar Islamic uh, terrorist then attempts a similar attack on the 21st, but transport is disrupted, disrupted but no one is hurt. Uh, this, in, in British law, the Civil Partnership Act and the Gender Recognition Act come into effect, but so does the really successful fox hunting ban, because <laughs> obviously, obviously we've stamped that out and there's not like weird rich people in blooding each other and getting hard-ons from... Anyway, um, <laughs> magic mushrooms are recriminalised. Sorry, yeah. everyone. Um, that was a series of marches that weren't particularly well organised. I don't know why. <laughs> 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 David Cameron becomes leader of the Opposition Conservative Party. And Me at the Zoo, the first ever video, is uploaded to YouTube. Wow, mm. 2005. Yeah. yeah, 2005. That's when YouTube first launched. Uh, Rolf Harris paints the Queen's annual portrait and uh, probably gets on really well with Prince Andrew. <laughs> Bez wins Celebrity Big Brother. And this is possibly my favourite 2005 fact. It's a second longer than most years. Uh, yeah. Apparently there is a thing called a leap second and every mm -hmm. few years they have to adjust it so that measured time syncs up properly with solar time. So, uh, yeah, so the last one before this was 1998. So, yeah, wow. so it's the lo longest year by second for, for nearly 10 years. So it's sort of, yeah. <laughs> and for other fascinating facts like that, please stick your head in a bowl. Um, <laughs> in film, you've got White Noise, Electra, Assault on Precinct 13, the remake, Wolf Creek, Constantine, Cursed... The Jacket, that is a fucking good film. I really need to watch that again. The Ring 2, Sin City, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, House of Wax, the second remake of House of Wax, uh, Dominion, prequel to The Exorcist, Madagascar, The League of Gentlemen's Apocalypse, The Descent, Batman Begins, or Batman Begins, I think that's the one with Christopher Biggins in it, uh, Land of the Dead, War of the Worlds, Fantastic Four, that's the first go um, at fucking that up. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Wedding Crashers, The Devil's Rejects, The Skeleton Key, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, The Brothers Grimm, the exorcism, of Enemy, the exorcism of Emily Rose, The Proposition, The Corpse Bride, A History of Violence, Serenity, Wallace and Bromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit, Kinky Boots, The Remake of the Fog, Saw 2, Harry Potter and the Gobbler of Fire, Walk the Line, Brokeback Mountain, V for Vendetta, and King Bloody Kong. That's not a bad year. It's got some right no, shots in there, but it's also got some pretty good stuff. I like the Wallace um, and Gromit one. That's about it. 
I'm V for Vendetta, obviously. I, I liked it, yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Hitchhikers was good. Mm. Hitchhikers was good. It's a shame that it didn't get... And you've got League of Gentlemen's Apocalypse. Oh, mm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Forgot, yeah. You know, Constantine, I know you're a fan, Lee. <laughs> Interestingly <laughs> enough, Revenge of the Sith is the second um, Star Wars film in a row that wasn't the box office number one of the year. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, because... Mm. Fan- all the the prequels, all uh, the original trilogy, all were, and then uh, Phantom Menace was, but then I think because of Phantom Menace, <laughs> uh, Attack of the Clones wasn't, and possibly because of Attack of the Clones, <laughs> Revenge of the Sith wasn't either. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it lost this one this year. It loses out to Harry Potter and the Gobbler of Fire. Gobbler mm. um, of Fire. Gob- I, I know. I just oh, like being like a gobbler. I am a crude man. I'm a crude and unhelpful man. On I've television, been rewatching them all, and they're brilliant. Leave that there. They are. They are still way better than I expected them to be. Ask the question. And then TV, you've got fucking Doctor Who comes back finally. Hey. The, mm. the remake of the Quatermass experiment, which Yay. incidentally was also live, which was the night. That the Pope died, and me and you went to see Noel Fieldingly. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Nathan Barley, The Thick of It, Extras, American Dad, Eight Out of Ten Cats. You start sensing the usual downturn in television quality as we go through this list because you then get Mock the Week, Come Dine with Me, Deal or No Deal, Coach Trip, The Apprentice, The Fucking Jeremy Kyle Show, and Love Island. Oh. So, yeah, it's, I mean, from, from, from the pinnacle to the literal dregs of shit. Yeah. So I think that really runs. Um, the big singles were Hollaback Girl, Axel F by The Crazy Frog, You're Beautiful by James Cunt, uh, Wake Me Up When September Ends by Green Day. I'm, yeah, I can feel the venom sort of just <laughs> hitting the back of my nose. Um, uh, my Humps, The Black Eyed Peas, Fix You, Coldplay. But in the album charts, you do get Francis the Mute from the Mars Volta, Suspended Animation from Phantom Mars, uh, Two Shoes by Cat Empire with Teeth, Nine Inch Nails, um, Supernature Gold Frat, Witching Hour Lady Tron the Mouse and the Mask by Danger Doom. So there are, you know, there's, there's things. Having listened to the charts, the deaths included Ronnie Barker, Dave Allen, and a man who will become relevant later on, Michael Sheard. So, yes, that was 2005, which brings us to Revenge of the Sith. And, uh, right, uh, yes, uh, Wesley, how was your first uh, viewing of this? This was, was this us at the cinema? No, I, I didn't see it oh, until sorry, about a year later on oh, uh, right. DVD. Because I was working, I couldn't get to the pictures. <laughs> uh, you're you're the cause of the the box office flop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, got to see the bloody goblet fire, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> the what? You went to see Goblet of Fire. I know that's what's happened. No, I didn't actually. I saw the first one at the pictures, and then uh, the rest I watched on DVD. <laughs> I still haven't seen them all. Oh, oh, fair haven't you? Whoa. I've seen one. So mm-hmm. I keep everyone always shows me the bits with Gary Oldman, 
in Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but other than that, yeah, I've not seen, uh, not certainly not intentionally seen any. Oh, and obviously if anyone, you know, we're playing Drink When You Spot Warwick Davis, which is, again, <laughs> you know, Star Wars and Potter now. Although you could be fucking <laughs> leathered if you did it with, obviously, with uh, Leprechaun. So, because <laughs> it features quite heavily in that. Um, I don't know who it was I went to see it with. I think I'm sure I might have gone with I might have actually gone with Sarah, and I think Dean was with me as well. Lee, was I with you for Revenge of the Sith? I'm not sure. I I, I went to the midnight showing, but I don't oh, know I'm... if I then went again with you. I've got a feeling I might have seen this one twice at the cinema because I couldn't decide if I liked it or not after the first <laughs> time. So I decided yeah. to give it a second go. Well, I because when I when I saw it at the cinema, it wasn't it definitely wasn't a midnight showing. But when I saw it at the cinema, the most curious fucking thing happened is there was a cock up with the sound, and so it started off with the Fox logo and the searchlights in absolute silence. Then the Star Wars, then a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, absolute silence. The Star Wars logo just retreating back, silence. The scroll goes up. I'm thinking this is a fucking brave move. This is the movie we're going to want because <laughs> this is because everyone was like, oh, but Revenge of the Sith is going to be like the Empire Strikes Back of the prequel. So it's going to be really fucking good. And I'm thinking that is a brave choice. Well done, whoever's directed it. You know, well done, George, <laughs> because you've, you know, you've gone for silence and such just to really hammer home the fucking drama. And then it cuts into the space battle, and it became apparent that the sound just wasn't on. And there was a, there was a, a flurry of feet and the doors going at the back of the auditorium, and then suddenly in full THX fucking stereo, <laughs> the battle was. <laughs> And uh, yeah, but for but for those brief sort of like couple, those brief couple of minutes, I was like convinced that they'd gone down. Holy shit! This is going to be like fucking Watchmen. They've really just decided. <laughs> I mean, interesting. Jar Jar doesn't have a line in this one, mm. but yeah, I thought that they'd really gone to town with it, and it actually brought up, back up that hope that he was going to stand tr- trial for war crimes as well. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> Sadly, no. Uh, Chris, now, now, did that make you really focus on the scrolling text and appreciate it more? I think, weirdly enough, it made you just realise that actually that's quite a long segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially, well, I, I really don't like the text in this one. The first paragraph just seems oh, complete rubbish to me. Because it starts off, war. Yeah, it just seems like a spoof, doesn't it? It's... <laughs> the thing is, what I've were they been... thinking? Well, I've been doing this uh, to, to entertain Claire when we've been watching them, is I've been reading the scroll in a slightly <laughs> dazed Geordie accent mm. and, and, and asking at key points if you get that in London. So, <laughs> be late with an army of clones. Do you have an army of clones in London? <laughs> and, um, yeah, I've been sort of, and yeah, so that was fantastic because it was like episode one, episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's somewhat sort of, it is a somewhat ludicrous one. I know what you mean. It feels very. 
because a lot of the others do are much more sort of just they're setting the stage, but not yeah. In a, not in a sort of, that feels like suddenly the guy from the sun has been asked to do the button <laughs> scroll for it. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Count Dooku in dirty lightsaber sensation. <laughs> yeah. General, um, Grievous, but... General Grievous reveals his top three cough medicines. Mm. Yeah, that's something that needs addressing. A robot yes. with a cough. Like I just I don't get what they were thinking. I don't don't get it. He's, he's a still had his old lungs. Yeah, he's, he's a cyborg. So I guess they just wanted to make it obvious to everyone that he's more than a droid. Yeah. Because I wasn't. But by giving him a cough. Can, yeah, maybe that's not a choice his, to do you it. You can see his fleshy bits. <laughs> yeah. Around yeah. his eyes. And, but um, Gary Oldman was meant to be the voice of General Grievous. Mm. And... Oh, that was my trivia fact. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. Good job I've got another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I, what, what was the reason he couldn't do it? Was it something to do with like the actors' union or something like that? Wasn't they it? wanted him to record it in a foreign country to America, and because oh, of the right. Screen Actors Guild, it would have gone against it. So, in an act of solidarity, he said no. Oh, fair enough. No, that's all right. That's but um, yes, I think it's the sound effects. It's the sound designer, isn't it, who does the voice of Grievous? Like, uh, what's his name? Ben oh, Burns. Yeah. <laughs> ben Bartlett I think or something, yeah. Yeah. But the cough is George Lucas's cough. Mm. <laughs> Apparently he had a really bad cough during <laughs> during the making of this. But this is sounding a bit like, hold on, hold on, George, are you having some crazy ideas again? I've got a cough, right? Get it on there. Come yeah, on. yeah. It's <laughs> like, okay. Cough cameo. Weird. That's why that's why this took slightly longer to film than all the others is because obviously all his directions were just caught up in the middle of like a massive hacking coffin fit. Yeah. So it's like if you stand <laughs> away from if you <laughs> and well, as soon as they turned the microphone on him, they had to wait for him to phlegm up, didn't they? Oh god. What a charming thought. He got it from his big goiter. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's. it's a, you I mean, saying about the about um of the scroll and stuff. One of the things I do like about this is it is straight into that massive space battle. Um, yeah. That mm. that doesn't let up for like twenty odd minutes. It's non-stop action. Mm. As soon as that well, on... scroll cuts, it's amazing. Yeah, on the original cut of the film, the entire bit on um, uh, Grievous's ship and the rescue of Palpatine was an hour long, and they had to Fuck cut it. the whole thing yeah. back. Well, because you got there was uh, there was loads of different bits that they had. You know, it wasn't just getting from that office and the ship all tilting up. There was loads more yeah. of little bits and pieces, but. Yeah. And it was it was fairly brutal with Dooku getting oh, I mean, you killed, but yeah, by Anakin. It, I think it is a daft move though, because what if if Christopher Lee comes back more powerful than you could imagine? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's 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 some, that's some bad fucking juice. That is that's gonna, that's going to come back on your threefold. I, I incidentally, as a as a running theme for the show. Did you notice that Palpatine had brought his own bad back chair? Um, <laughs> even when he was kidnapped, he was like, bring me chair. I'm not going unless you bring me chair. 
ergonomically designed. <laughs> I didn't notice it, but I'll tell you what I did notice. I don't know if you guys saw it. I didn't, I've not noticed it before, but I watched it on this, saw it on this viewing. So after that big battle, uh, when they take the space bus, I'm guessing, um, <laughs> to the center, because yeah. it drops off um, Anakin and Obi-Wan stays on it and it takes him off elsewhere. <laughs> um, but when they drop him at the Senate, if you, as he, they're coming into land, if you look on the dock below, uh, the Millennium Falcon's coming into land. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, which I'd never noticed. But in stark contrast to the story that we get in Solo, which I don't want to obviously blow me beans before we get there, um, it's the Millennium Falcon in the shape in which we know it, and it doesn't have the uh, missing escape pod with it. So just mm. putting that so out. That's just there. a Corellian transport craft. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, modifications. Yeah. yeah. I have to say, I agree with you, Lee. I think that because weirdly enough, the opening bit is the only time that I get the sense of Anakin and fucking Obi Wan. You know, that at that point, that feels like a series I'd want to see. Yeah. When when it's just them dicking about in the lift and everything else like that, and they're kind of and it's just a wee bit cocky and but you know it it feels like proper it feels like a friendship and it's a mm. weird one it, and it's so much better than the sort of like oh yeah i now kind of get it you know it's sort of mm. oh, but, but i think anakin is better in this all round i, I mean i'm sure oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. like overall is uh, for me is much more believable his turning i th yeah i think i think thing just um what's his name hayden christensen i mean poor son i mean i can't remember his name when we're praising him <laughs> but last 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 week where it was just a wall-to-wall -wall diss <laughs> and it's like yeah i just said his name so many fucking times but yeah i he i he definitely steps up from the uh the sort of whiny emo Anakin mm. of Attack of the Clones. And I do find yeah. him I find him more plausible. There's still elements where it's like I mean uh, I mean the fucking the business with the Jedi with, with him and Padme, it still is a bit of a vacuum. Because mm. it all feels a bit sort of like, but I love you. Can you say it with more feeling? <laughs> but I love you. No. no, that's exactly the same way you said it, wasn't it? <laughs> And um, but sort of in all the other interactions, I really I think him and I mean him and Ian McDermott. Yeah, but like, to be fair, obviously, like Ian really McDermott is is, is fantastic. So he does <laughs> do well to keep up with him. Mm. In that, because that is not an easy task. Yeah, no. yeah, because it is excellent in this. He does mm. slimy in this so well, yeah. like. Yeah, the bits when you can just see him. He says something, and then you see his eyes sitting there, and he he's sort of yeah. looking at him, waiting for it to sink in. And then, but I can sort out whatever. It, and mm. he's just, oh, you like, oh, you horrible grooming piece of shit. Do you know what it says in my notes? Have you ever seen any gladiator movies? Because <laughs> it does have that air to it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he is. I mean, Ian McDermott, and it's also the weird point where, 
later on when he trans when he is just fully mm. emperored. Yeah. And he's got the voice back. But, but I think he even does a great job um sort of in the middle of the film before he's turned mm. to that he still there's a slight sound difference and it's like subtle enough yeah it's like yeah it's coming that's just every now and again drops in it's like the way he puffs his cheeks out when he says the word Mm. power and as soon as he does it you go oh (laughs) yeah oh it's coming i know it's coming (laughs) 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 and then obviously you get and then you get george lucas's best pun with mace window going out the window but (laughs) That is something that I was... I mean, I don't know... Because the Emperor in Return of the Jedi is just like, oh, he's really fucking old. But it sort of feels like they decided, oh, no, no, he's a he's a frog-faced fucker with, like, bulbous bits. <laughs> and, yeah, so I think they felt the need to have to do that. And I'm not sure, because at that point, it is like, sort of, oh, that's why it goes... You know, he can't be fully revealed until he's right ugly. So, <laughs> his tiny but, little face. But, uh, what, <laughs> like, what is the deal? Palpatine... With... Sorry. Sorry, Chris. I, well, like that fight with Mace Window, that just seemed mm. totally wrong that Mace Window was actually going to kill him. Yeah. But then again, it's that's why he fucks up because he then goes into doubt because it's. That's right. Let your feelings run through you. So like this is through a goose. This is my problem. So these three films take best well over seven hours to get where they're going, right? Mm. And the bit of Anakin actually turning, like I know it's it's all you know. Uh, the the idea is that Palpatine's kind of poking him the whole time, mm-hmm. but him actually turning. <laughs> So when he finds out that Palpatine is a Sith and he says, I wish I could kill you right now, less than five minutes later, Mace Windu goes, do you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to kill him. And he immediately joins the Sith, like just immediately. And I'm like, yeah, this is a bit yeah. like, I hate you. I hate the Sith. I wish you were dead. I'm going to tell mm. everybody. Or somebody else no, is going to stab you before me. Right. Yeah, no, I'm going to go and I'll kill all these now. children now. Yeah. What? Like, yeah. this, that's my only problem is that, mm. that 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 out of this seven and a half hours, him going from being good to being bad should definitely have taken more than the four minutes of screen time it took mm. for him to change sides. I was a I bit think, yeah. What? If you Unless... look at it as a say as sorry, if you look at it say as a series of bullet points, he's been changing since the first film. It, yeah. On paper, you can see the evolution, but because of the poor acting in the first and second one. You sort yeah. of lose the pathway. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, on paper, you can see, you know, the fear of his mum, then mm. uh, before, of leaving his mum, then you've got the death of his mum and slaughtering all the Tuscan Raiders. And then yeah, that definitely all makes sense. Saw, yeah, and then there's the whole Clone War, the three years of the Clone Wars and all the mm. stuff he experienced then. Mm. And, which, and the Jedi Council not trusting him and there being an sort of unknown yeah. like what is his identity you know he keeps being told he's going to be the ultimate jedi but something just isn't making sense the whole way through well this is this is my other point is they uh, i said this from the very beginning like as soon as i said he's the one who's supposed to bring balance to the false and i'm like right mm. so there's two sith 
and a shitload of Jedi, yeah. and you want yeah, someone to bring balance. Expecting here, yeah. yeah, balance isn't in your favor, guys. Yeah. You need to kill this child like right <laughs> now before he slaughters you. Oh no, too late. Yeah, I think they. Um, I think it's also the like the lowering of the Jedi. I know that they address it as the Jedi are losing power and they don't know yeah. why, or their powers mm. waning, etc. But again, it's, I mean, oh, you know, the Jedi Council can't know that we're married. And it's like, well, maybe don't sleep in her fucking bed. Because <laughs> you don't have to be a Jedi, you just have to be the maid to know that you know, this is going on. And the Jedi are still sort of, the Jedi are there sort of, oh, I've got a and they've got Yoda giving it, oh, well, I've got a funny feeling about that Palpatine. It's like, yeah, he's the most evil man in the universe. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I know he can mask his mind. I know that's a, that's, that's a Sydney mm. Jedi thing. But still, you know, he comes over. He don't come over well. I have to say, I really love that. I, I, maybe I'm just Yoda obsessed with this fucking film. I don't know. But I do love the confrontation initially. Of him and Palpatine. Yeah. When, you know, because I mean, especially when he's a mate, little green friend. <laughs> and, you know, at that point, because at that point, it's also, it's like, no, I am fully sinister now. I have been electro, I've been, I've had my own electrode shoved up me by Mace Windu. And yeah, I'm, I'm just embracing it now. This is just going to be a representation of, <laughs> of my hideous nature. But, I've complete. I completely forgot that bit ha even happened. So I really yeah. fucking enjoyed it when it was like, oh yeah, because I hadn't got any preconceptions. Chucking pods at each other, bit fucking silly. But up until that point, it's sort of, and also Yoda. I'll tell you what, mate. You've been berating a lot of people over these few films for what they've been doing. Literally, I oh, fucked up once. I'm going to go and live in a swamp. Yeah. And there's an element of there's an element of sort of like right, um, it's the honourable thing to do within the terms of, or stick around and maybe stop the universe tumbling into like or the galaxy into like a fascist state ruled by a very very horrible man and his very very horrible emo accomplice that you uh, yeah. Peter fucking Cushing. You know, that's <laughs> and you're absolutely right. And you know what? All of that would have been saved with one thing. I'm going on Star Wars Dragon's Den with this. <laughs> Wii remote wrist guards. You remember on the Wii remote, you had the thing that went around your wrist that attached the Wii remote yeah. to your hand. Yeah. Every single battle, somebody drops a lightsaber. Every time. Yoda drops his. We've seen Obi-Wan lose his about four times in the last two films. Yep. Put a wrist strap on it, guys. Just <laughs> if Nintendo can work it out, how have you not managed to suss out that every time you get in a fight, some prick Luke drops it and whoever drops it normally dies? Yeah. Or go for a pop socket. <laughs> you know, just comes out, stick things in. It's probably, probably going to be quite helpful for the old... <laughs> anyway, you know. So... <laughs> But I think that it's. I mean, I at this point I can say obviously I've not I've not seen Solo, 
So that is going to be a whole new whoa, 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 whoa. Hold the podcast. You've not seen Solo at all? No. <gasps> I am aware of Solo because oh, you lucky it's Star bastard. Wars and I've, and I've been near the internet. <laughs> so it's, you know, so much in the same way as I have yet to see The Rise of Skywalker. And I've been mm. saving it so I can... It got to the point where I was like, well, if I'm going to do the re... If I'm going to do a rewatch... Didn't quite realise it was going to be a podcast rewatch, but if I'm going to do the rewatch, <laughs> I can lead up to that in every single way, you know. And similarly of watching Rogue One with uh, A New Hope straight after. Yeah. It's mm. going to be an, an interesting sort of... Because I've, I've done... A, I've definitely done a rewatch of prequels and original trilogy. But nothing, and now there's so many other bits dotted in there and stuff. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting that because originally it was George Lucas's thing was, oh, uh, the the whole thing. Because at one point it was like, oh, they're going to do nine films, and then I think the prequels weren't that well received. So it's like, no, 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 no. I never said I was going to do three after this. Um, it's that Star Wars is the story of Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker dies in se- in part six. Um, so that's it. That's the story completed. This now implies that this is actually the story of Palpatine. This, as it goes on, because again, I'm fully aware of certain factors that come up in The Rise of Skywalker <laughs> because I have <laughs> eyes and the internet. So, you know, I... People cannot hold it in, and um, and understandably, you know, it's my it's up to me to be. I always I always think that it's up to me to be spoiler aware. Hmm. Um, you know, it's your own responsibility to make sure. But I do think, yeah, now they've turned it into the journey of Palpatine rather than the journey of Anakin Skywalker, because you do sort of have that yeah um, resolution. And and Wesley, did you say? Did you mention uh, Darth Plagueis last time? Yeah, yeah, did, and, yeah. And so I'm assuming from this um, that that Palpatine was his apprentice. Yes, there's a really good novel called Plagueis, and it mm. is about uh, the well, the training and the death of him, because no one has that ability. And it is all just a deceptive lie to pull people in. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, he, he never uses it. Yeah, I mean, Rise, um, Rise of Skywalker is mm, a... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't say too much. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, certainly... So when we open this up, obviously you've got Dooku. And, mm. and again... I'm still not sure is Dooku genuinely think he's running the Separatists for Darth Sidious or does he know that this is part of Darth Sidious's plan because he also technically runs the clones? So well, Count Dooku was spotted by Palpatine mm-hmm. and, well, and Sidious and um, the, it's always been a plan of Palpatine's to get all you know, the techno union, the banking guild, and all that lot together to form a confederacy, mm. because he wanted basically martial law and control of all of those. There's even hints that uh, Palpatine had suggested the um, 
the visions to Cypher Diaz. Mm. But that's non-canon. So it's up in the Careful. air about that. Mm. Was it the Techno Guild? <laughs> yeah, there's, I've got them on it. Let me find them. I wrote them all down. Because uh, just immediately the Techno Guild has something to do with Ministry <laughs> of Sound in my head. It's just, yeah. I just saw a load of cyberpunks in, uh, in, <laughs> with like bright neon and big goggles under a railway bridge somewhere dancing really badly to uh, transport. Yeah. yeah when you see them well. actually... When you actually see them in Star Wars, they're these tall, it's a tall, slender robot with like an eye. Yeah. It's quite mm-hmm. good. <laughs> but um, yeah, he, um, Sidious completely run it. Uh, the actual, so I'm just looking for him in notes. Just says here, Sidious do runting. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that was something that was something I did. I spotted in reading and uh, sort of reading up and everything was that um, originally Sifo DS was just meant to be an alias of Palpatine. So rather than oh, there's the missing master Sifo DS, it was just going to be well, not known at this address. We've never heard of Sifo DS, <laughs> and I think and I think the name. They changed it slightly to Sifo Dias because it was something like it was basically an anagram of Sidious. Oh yeah. So yeah, which again, bit Doctor Alucard. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and it's obvi- and it would obviously be in English. <laughs> in a in a draft of um, Revenge of the Sith, Sifo mm. Dias was supposed to make a big entrance and return. Oh right. Okay. Uh, it got that that plot line got lost in favour of other ones. Well, I think at that point, I mean, especially if the original cut had like a three-hour opening, twenty minutes. <laughs> you know, I think that was probably wise um, at that point. Not only that, but also you you do get the impression that really George Lucas would have. I reckon George Lucas, given. Uh, if things have been like streaming services and things have been the way they are then I think he'd have probably done it as a series because it almost gets to that it's got to that sort of game it would get to that Game of Thrones level where you're like so who's this fucker who's turned up oh Sifo Dias yeah they mentioned him like two series and six episodes ago (laughs) and yeah and then suddenly it's like yeah but why is he played by someone really famous or you know hang on let me hear that thing and I think, yeah. Right. So the guilds are the Corporate Alliance, the mm-hmm. Commerce Guild, the Techno Union, the Banking Clan, and the Trade Federation. They all signed the Treaty on Geonosis, therefore mm. forming the Confederacy of Independent Systems. And that's them so, all signing it in Attack of the Clones. Ah, right. Okay. So, so in essence, they're... The sort of elements of the commercial sector, or sort of yeah, they're they're they're, they're it, as well like the trade federation. It's a, it's a business, so they're all disenfranchised with the republic. So Dooku's mm. job was to go and speak to them and to convince them to join their confederacy. Meanwhile, you've got Palpatine and Dooku know about the clone army, so they've already gone there and put in their order sixty six shenanigans Mm. so what they're now trying to do is they try to create a massive war 
so that they can then destroy the Jedi using the clones. The whole plan was thought of right up from the beginning, and it's all just been a big game of manipulation. Yeah. I mean, the, the, strategy, the strategy actually has a, is called perpetual war, yeah. which is a commonly used governing strategy, essentially. And um, yeah, and a pretty shitty one. So, but mm. uh, you can't expect, you can't expect, you can't expect that from Palpy, not these days. <laughs> Poor fellow. I do also, I, there's a brief, because uh, obviously the, you get the planet of the Wookiees, and that was originally what, the Ewoks were meant to be is originally yeah. the original version of Return of the Jedi was going to be they landed on Chewbacca's planet um, yeah. and not in a not in a holiday special way so you wouldn't have Lumpy Backer and uh, <laughs> Pogi Backer and uh, chewing and so on, so, chew, chewing tobacco and so on yeah. and so forth yeah so but um, just very quickly before I forget that happened in the week and I did want to mention it earlier on and I forgot um I recently got a Google Home Hub, the little Alexa equivalent, the mm -hmm. Google one. Um, yeah, and asked her, what's your favourite Star Wars movie? And she said, it's the Chewbacca holiday special. And we went, <laughs> what? And then she went, only joking. joking Obviously, yeah. it's the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Sorry. But that's, yeah, a good, really made me like that. that's, an, that's an engaging little bit of it. <laughs> But I noticed that he has put them doing Tarzan yells in it. And yeah. it's like, don't fucking try and... We, we said it was embarrassing at the time. Don't try and retcon this shit and claim that they all fucking do it. Come on, Josh. <laughs> talk, now, talk now to your fanny, mate. You just, no. <laughs> so all kinds are wrong. So obviously you've got Dooku, Grievous, who answers to him, who is... Partially a cyborg with a cough, uh, but has also learned Jedi skills. Now, that whole bit with fucking uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi doing his Bernie Clifton act on that, like, <laughs> chicken, chicken lizard. In my head, that's in Attack of the Clones for some reason. Yeah, mm. agreed. I think, yeah. Mm, it, I, it just seems to be, I think it's part of the droid factory bit. Also, um, has anyone seen the South Park episode where they get the... Uh, a vehicle called the Entity. No, yeah. All oh, right, it's just a circle. Is that um, where you, you have to put a bit in your mouth and a bit up yeah. your bum? Yeah, and then right there, yeah. someone and just it, points it, out that there's also a steering wheel, and it's like, well, you could use that, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, and it's basically, and it kinetic, does look exactly like. Yeah, it's, it's basically <laughs> the same cycle that um, General Grievous has got. Yeah, because that is, yeah. It's just a big wheel that you ride in, so, but in is, South Park. Which is fine, but why has it got big stupid puppy legs on it? It runs like a, you know, like a puppy who hasn't learned to use its legs properly. That's what it runs like. And I was like, why is it an idiot puppy with a wheel on its back? I don't understand. That's and, what they do in space. And the other thing that makes me laugh, you just mentioned it, Adam, and I'd forgotten about it. I didn't mean to make notes on it, and I was so busy laughing, I forgot. So... When they go to that planet and he speaks to that guy who looks like he's made of wood and he says they're mm. hiding up there, there's loads of them. So he hides and sends the ship off so that he can covertly sneak up there and have a little look. Yeah, and then he gets on that bird lizard thing and the first thing he does is go, ah! so yeah. bad it made my eardrum burst. And I was like, that's not a covert piece of machine. Like, get a bike. 
cycle up there just have a walk that is the noisiest creature we've met in this entire franchise <laughs> yeah it is bizarre that it's, it's and not only that it's bright green with fucking feathers <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like riding a giant iguana parrot <laughs> with a loud hailer attached to it on a covert fucking spy mission no wonder you lot got wiped out <laughs> if this is the kind of fucking training that you've been doing what an absolute you know. bell end. Oh, it's just... And actually, funny enough, this is something that suddenly occurred to me, though, is, is um, obviously the discussion was going on about who they'd had in line to play Anakin Skywalker. And this was just something that occurred to me. Like, Claire again said, so who, who do you think, who would you have played, who would you have got to play Anakin Skywalker then? And I suddenly realised, I'd have got fucking Ewan McGregor to play Anakin Skywalker. Because yeah. there are points in this movie where he looks like Mark Hamill, <laughs> you know, and but also, I think he's got the, I think he's got the range. I yeah. think he could have really. I fuck knows who you get to play Obi Wan Kenobi at that point. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Ruby Wax. I don't care because <laughs> I've suddenly thought to myself that the Ewan McGregor would have been would have been a very good uh, would have been a very good Anakin. And but yeah, I do find again it's back to that thing of Anakin's fall does seem a bit quick. Yeah. Um, the only thing that actually could save it and actually would, it's like, have you heard about the retcon with um, lightsaber battles? Because Wes, you told me this, which was uh. everyone said, oh, in the prequels when the prequels came out, everyone was like, oh fucking hell, the lightsaber battles are so much better than in the original trilogy, you know, they're really, and everyone, and then someone had pointed out, or George Lucas pointed out, it was like, um, yeah, but you've got a cyborg versus a very old man. In and one a kid who don't your... know that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when it's Luke, Luke's not trained. Yeah. Mm. So he's yeah. just sort of hacking at it. And it's not, they're not the sort of balletic, um, like sort of Kung Fu movie sort of sword fights that you get with with the original trilogy. Now this might be nostalgia, but there is still something nice about them. They're still yeah. oh no, they are still brilliant. I think it yeah. was just people who were like, this is such a yeah obvious step up in terms mm. of fight choreography, because I don't know how much went into mm, yeah. the original trilogy. Whereas with this it's like I mean obviously like Darth Maul is um uh physically is Ray Park, who obviously was a Stuntman and weapon specialist mm. and stuff like that. So again, you've got so rather than Dave Prowse as a bodybuilder, but he yeah. hasn't necessarily hasn't necessarily done fencing recently. <laughs> and you know, and I but I think that um is there an element where maybe George can go back and retcon this where it's like, actually, when you look at Anakin, bit of a himbo. Do you know what I mean? He's 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 not he's not the smartest of lads, it doesn't come across as. No. And it's almost like so yeah, when you're confronted by Emperor Palpatine, he can probably be, you know he can bend his mind fairly easily because he's a bit thick, and he's <laughs> do you know what I mean he's a bit he's just a bit of a dopey bastard, and yeah. it's like yeah he's really he's a really good Jedi, he's a really good fighter, and he's a really good pilot, but he might also just be you know a bit of a prick, he might be a bit of a simpleton in in his own sort of you know. In his own sort of way, and I think yeah, could I'm be wondering. Definitely, there is there is comment somewhere about um, 
the Jedi powers working more on the feeble-minded or the weaker-minded. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so I think you're <laughs> right. That that does follow that he is just a bit... Because like, we know what a whinging little shit he is. So he's he's clearly just like... He can't see all the dim. good things he's got. And he's just like, oh, well, he told me off in public. What a prick. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, but he has taken you from being a slave and turned you into one of the most powerful warriors in all of the galaxies. I think if he gives you a dressing down because you've acted like a helmet, you probably deserve it. <laughs> that would also explain how Luke's able to then turn him back to the good side because he's still yeah. able yeah. to be manipulated. Luke's got a bit of smarts. Yeah. yeah. He, he was brought up by Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru. Maybe that's just a bit. Whereas, yeah, I think we may have found George's ultimate retcon. He's just, Anakin's a bit dim, blessing. Let's not you tell him, not nice enough, lad. Not the sharpest tool in the box, and you know, and in front of the blazing yellow eyes of Emperor Palpatine, he's like, "Yeah, I will go and kill all them kids," because <laughs> it seems like the right thing to do, really. Now you've said it, so that's emotion for you, exactly. You know, to be fair, um, Palpatine sticks with him as well because the other thing I've got written here is uh, after the fight with Obi Wan, Anakin's a write-off. Like, I'd have looked over and seen him and gone, yeah, no, that's, that's beyond help. And just just left him as a crisp, really. So for him to put all that time and effort in, like, I mean, but, mm. but then you come down to the question of how much would need to have been left of him for him to bother. Like, if it was just, you know, a shin and one of his feet, would he still have said, well, there's something left, let's rebuild him from that? Because, like, there's very little left. He's, he's, his brain was left intact, what there was to begin with. Which we've just said was a piece yeah. of shit to stop. <laughs> which we've <laughs> seen. The, 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 the evil was still there. Yeah. See, the idea behind it all is, is that with um, when you look at uh, General Grievous's cyborg body, it's mm. far more superior than Darth Vader's body. And the idea was is, is that Anakin was supposed to be kept in physical torment. He's constantly in pain, which fuels oh. his Sith power. Mm. That's what makes Darth Vader so merciless in future and is able to take over. It's even, they've even got more detailed stuff, like he was given synthetic skin, which constantly itched. That's why he has to have a Bacta tank mm. in Rogue One to try and soothe it, because he's constantly in pain. His oh, breathing apparatus only half works. And yeah, so he has to monitor it. Fairly laboured, isn't it? Even you know. Yeah. But what it what it did teach him was is is that he had to overcome it using the force. See, Vader can uh, use use the dark side of the force to give him extra strength in his arms or legs when he needs it because he manipulates to, trans to transcend the, the pain. Mm -hmm. So he needed to be scabby and like a little bird cornflake in order for them to build <laughs> all the bits and pieces on top to keep him in check. Because he's so more saying, powerful than the Emperor. Like he is the ultimate S and M Sith Lord. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, I and mean, he that, loved it. That that I mean, uh, there we go. I mean, this is maybe that's something as well that I always find what what, what I found watching Revenge of the Sith is it's more familiar. It feels mm. more connect, and it's obviously it's the passage of time. You get the Emperor properly. Yeah. You get you know, you, so it's, you know, it feels more connected 
in in a way that the others don't even though it's yeah. like let's bung in R2 or let's bung in 3 mm. or whatever like that. Oh, and you'll be pleased that this didn't happen, but in this there was meant to be a 10-year-old Han Solo <laughs> who was being raised by Chewbacca. Yeah, from, an, mm. orphan, uh, from an orphan. Uh, and he was meant to lead them to General Grievous. So at that point, I'll take the chicken. I'll take the uh, chicken lizard. So. And that would have ruined the next movie, which, spoiler alert, definitely yeah. in my top three of the entire 11 films. So so exactly. It's it's just, a, a, but again, I think it's one of those ones where you're like, thank fuck for that, because that is a bit too far. Mm. You know. Um, and I mean, actually, I mean, that was something that I did think was right, is that you've gone... You've got Hayden Christensen and um, Natalie Portman, two very attractive people who you can then imagine producing Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher, Hmm. two more very attractive people. Unlike, I feel, and I know that this is not a popular opinion, and frankly, he's not aimed at me, but Adam Driver is meant to be like from Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. Two extremely beautiful people. Where the fuck did that nose come from? Because that is, yeah, that's just something. I don't know if he can have it back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And his knockers. We'll come back to that when they're on. But yeah, yeah his they, ridiculous Rob, barrel chest. Should have been Ryan but, Gosling, should have played uh, mm. the Adam, Adam Driver role. I'm only thinking that because I was watching Blade Runner uh, 2049 earlier. And I was uh. thinking. He used to vaguely annoy me, but he's a good-looking chap. So yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he, he, he's again. It's one of those ones where you suddenly find after a time that it's like, oh yeah, he's a crude being in all these fucking really good movies, and then you're yeah. like, actually, I've got to take this seriously. You know, this guy's cropped up in much the same with Adam Driver, to be honest. But it's yeah. like, this, you know, he has been in some fucking great films. But yeah, I think the good thing is we can now talk about Darth Vader in terms of Darth Vader. And mm. that fucking... I mean, apparently this was the first time that the mask was symmetrical because yeah, the printed, original one yeah. was... Yeah, the original one was, like, fabricated, obviously, and so it had um, imperfections and sort of misaligned bits and stuff like that. So this is the first time that it's Vader's mask is actually a symmetrical face. Which but is completely different to the one in A New Hope. Yes, and, but you know, maybe maybe he's trying different ones on, or as you say, yeah. I mean, Palpatine's trying to keep him in constant pain. So what he's done is he's gone right. Well, I'm going to put the uh, I'm going to put the itchy skin on your tent, and uh, let's. I think your mask could be tighter, young Skywalker. <laughs> so you know, he's, he's adjusted it like that frog's head in. Uh, the abominable Dr. Phillips, <laughs> and maybe it's just got a bit, yeah, he's getting a bit close. So, but it I've, is I've, an astounding piece of design that costume, mm. yeah, in Incredible. any iteration, yeah, yeah. absolutely it's like, iconic beyond anything else. To to be the literal embodiment of of bad guy, yeah, it's so fucking impressive. You've got the it's like you've got the Nazi helmet, you've got a skull face, but it's also a gas mask. You've got the mm-hmm. cape, you've got his like uh, speak and spell on his tits, and <laughs> you know it is yes. 
Wes is currently <sighs> wearing his Vader helmet. Yeah, but yep. I look like Dark Helmet. <laughs> get, I, am, I must confess, I'm getting space ball vibes. <laughs> Does it put the glasses on? Oh, even better. Hey. Perfect. <laughs> oh no, it's Peter Griffin. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've got to say, I, I did get from this, honestly, genuine, one of the best bits of this film for me. I did get a chill when that mask went on and he took that first breath in it. I did kind of go, mm. but well, it's actually got my favourite sound effect in it, which is mm. when the mask clicks on and it clicks, you've got that high pitch sound. Oh, yeah. I just love it. Because you, <laughs> you get that lovely vacuum sound as when, when the helmet goes yeah. on. Those yeah. And it's just, yeah, that's beautiful. Well, after appreciating also, that so much, I'll say, am I the only one that didn't like the way he said no? No, oh, completely with you on that one, man. That was, I was just like, oh, that could have been so perfect, and just yeah. somehow it's got too much of the Motherfucker! whiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's very Matt Berry in the IT crowd, isn't it, <laughs> Father? It's that sort of level of yeah. you know mid mid afternoon. <laughs> American soap opera sort of level. Depending on what version of Return of the Jedi you've got, it comes up mm. again. Does it? You're shitting me. Oh, no. no they, there is a, I think it's one of the... I don't They've think it's the Blu-ray, anyway, so. it might be the last DVD one. When he picks up the Emperor and mm. he throws him down the mm. rest, he goes, no! <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're right. I've I have seen that cut, uh, that version of it, and it's yeah, it's bloody fucking stupid. Not only that, but also you've suddenly got the coolest fucking voice in the world. Mm. You've got the voice of James Earl yeah. Jones yeah. with with mechanical additives and everything. And yeah, then you just say, get it to go. No, that was you'd think you could not go wrong, bit. wouldn't you? You would think it's impossible <laughs> yeah. to go wrong. It's with that. impossible to fuck this up now. He's Darth Vader. <laughs> This is just now cool. Fucking, what have you done? What have you done? You've pissed on your chips at the last minute, George. Why did you do that? As Claire, uh, this was this has always been a bugbear of Claire's. She always has hated the no. And as she pointed out, it would be much more fucking chilling if it was just all the equipment going. Mm. Like when he yeah. just like like the pistons start crushing up the droids are broken the glass goes mm. everywhere and everything and then you just leave it in that wreckage it. that would, yeah that would say it's so much better than yeah I, I, sometimes I think less you is could more go one step further and you could have all the stuff smashing and then you could have palpatine turn to him and go prick <laughs> <laughs> or or even if palpatine had just sort of like i'll, I'll leave you to it <laughs> I can see you're I can see you're having trouble settling in. So I'll leave you to it. If you want anything, just you've got my number. Be lovely. See the Talking suit is of... working perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> Talking of voices, that leads me on to my trivia thing. Ooh. Liam Neeson actually did some recording for that film. Mm. Did he? And it was yeah, there's a piece in the there's a scene in the film where Yoda is uh, meditating, and Bail Organa comes in and says, 
Amidala and Obi-Wan Kenobi have just turned up when they're in the mm. asteroid field and she just before she gives birth and that. Well, Yoda's meditating and then from the void you hear Liam Neeson's voice actually reaching out. And that oh, then leads into Yoda telling Obi-Wan Kenobi that, mm. you know, Qui-Gon has returned. So he recorded it, but it ultimately wasn't used. But apparently on the Blu-ray version of it, they've integrated it in as an unfinished special feature. Mm. Oh, right. Okay. I, well, that was the last, the very last point I've got here is Qui-Gon back from the dead as a ghost, question mark. Because they just kind of drop it in. Oh, and he's back from the dead. Anyway, what's happening oh, yeah, over here? Now you know, no, no, there was no, a no, scene no, no, before. No. <laughs> go, go back, go back. Don't, don't just drop that line in and then piss off. Like we need to. What do you mean he's back yeah. from the dead? Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it means a, it, it. Basically, he comes. He could reach through the void and become a false ghost, but only in voice at the moment. Which means, does he do stuff in the new Kenobi series? Mm. Oh. Because that's that's an interesting thing as well, is because up until this point, because of the way they say that, you suddenly realise, oh, so they don't. That doesn't always happen, because literally every Jedi that you see die in the original trilogy, oh yeah, <laughs> comes back as a ghost. Yeah, because it's mm. only it's only uh, Obi Wan, Yoda, and eventually Anakin. Well, so but, so Qui Gon is the first one to learn it then. Oh no, others have done it because you actually, okay. when you go through like the actual history, not the history, the uh, like the the canon expand, ex, expanded universe, mm. you mm. find that not every Jedi actually achieves that. It's basically like a, a kind of game trophy you get at the end, and your spirit so can actually form with the Force and actually gain some form of effect on the physical world. Because you are, when you die, you're all part of. The living organism that is a false, so mm. so it's a sign of a pucker Jedi. <laughs> In a way, you know, it's the sign that you're you were a shit hot Jedi that you could do that. Yeah, because so, actually, I, funny enough, <laughs> I was that was one bit that kept cropping up in my brain is every time they would go to the Jedi Council. At first, I was trying to work out. There's one guy, and I was trying to work out whether he was a false ghost or whether he was a hologram. Um, because obviously he's uh, there's one chap who's sitting there who's blue and see through, and it was like, yeah. oh, is he attending this? Is he zooming? Is he is he doing a zoom conference <laughs> holographically, or was he a ghost? But obviously it was um, it, as becomes apparent, it was that. But it is, yeah, it was, and again, that was something that I'd totally forgotten from um, previous viewings of this that they sort of put that in there. And like you say, it's one of those things that's a bit sort of like, oh, hold it up, and then nothing. So if they do the... Um, so what is the proposal with Ben Kenobi series? That is him on Tatooine looking like being well, around while Luke's there? or We don't know if it's all going to be set on Tatooine because a lot of the sets I've seen do not look like they're from Tatooine. But um, <laughs> it is set during the period of his isolation on Tatooine. Mm. Right, okay. But there could be flashbacks. You know, it could be Ewan McGregor sitting there with a bunch of Tuscan readers saying, when I was a lad, and you get a story. We really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Even that oh, that'd be good. Especially, that'd be great, <laughs> especially if there were episodes where it was just like, Obi-Wan's pissed. So he's <laughs> exaggerating it. 
It's just, <laughs> I've, done, so I've, done, I've, I've done eight of them. You know, there was no, no props. Yeah. Eight spaceships. I took them all down with one blast, one swing of my license. Oh, that, that caused... There's them uh, with one swing. <laughs> this, that caused consternation in the house as well, was the, um, where he uses the gun. And then it's like, how unsophisticated. <laughs> and you're like, I'll piss off your pawns. So it's, <laughs> you know, you, you want a bit more badassery from Obi-Wan and it sort of just feels a bit sort of like, I know it's, I know it links to something later on, but yeah, you just saying that now, I'm just not, I'm not on your side, mate. One Get of my favourite lights, one of my favourite lightsabers is the one that um, Ezra has got in Star Wars Rebels. And it mm -hmm. is essentially a blaster with a lightsaber on the top. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of really makes good. sense. Yeah. And <laughs> um, talking of Obi Wan again, second. So the the last, my last worst thing about this film, and I'm hoping <laughs> someone can improve on it for me, but is when Obi Wan is watching Anakin just start getting set on fire, and then just walks off and leaves him. And it's like, would a Jedi just leave someone to just die and not even end up dying? Like it's just in pain on fire for ages. I, mm. I was the other way. I was going, just kick him in. Don't leave yeah, well, him there. Yeah, but fair enough. Yeah, like, all right, if you kill kick him, him in, but... it's game over. He's not yeah. coming back. Yeah. No, like, either yeah, do that sure. or, or chop his head off with a lightsaber. You know, like, do some action, right, to either put him out of his misery or if you really hate him now, then, yeah, kill him and enjoy it. But it just seemed weird to just leave it. Like, if I think they should have separated him so he couldn't get to him. Perhaps that would have yeah. made sense. Yeah, if he was on just one of those island bit. things and it drifted away or something. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure everyone isn't, bit... going, isn't going to become one with a false. For, mm. you know. I did feel a bit I... like, he, he. you're right, he was one step away from just whipping yeah. out and just pissing on him and just going, hey, I take that, that's what I think of you. It was, yeah, like it was a bit... I have the higher ground. <laughs> I don't I don't know if this is a reason, but you gotta bear in mind that scene was cutting it very close to them getting a different film classification yeah, for that movie. Yeah. So oh, anything apart that, from yeah. walking away would have mm. tipped it over, I reckon. <laughs> Stab mm. him in the back no, of a lightsaber true. might have, you know. Mm. But like you say, Palpatine at least, you know, there's there's the element where it's like, well, the Jedi fucking gave up on you, didn't they? Yeah. So at least, you know, yeah. so you would sort of, it's like he's, he's saved your life. Okay, he's made you itch all over and he's given you a laboured breathing, but, you know. I mean, Palpatine did it like a cult. He gave, mm. uh, like in doctrine for a cult, you, you basically have got to convert people over to your way of thinking and block off all other avenues for you to receive further education. So he isolated him from the Jedi by saying, I want you to be my secret agent. You know, don't mm. tell the Jedi. And any little thing the Jedi did, a bit like current American politics, really, yeah. anything <laughs> they did, they said, that's not true. They're lying to you. So, yeah, you know, it just it did remind me of that quite a lot, him... watching it. Yeah. <laughs> he does, they're he all fake news. Severely, he gets severely gaslit, certainly. Mm. But also... Again, if we're back to the idea that Anakin's a bit thick, is you know that's got to be a head fuck. It's like go and yeah, you uh, report on the Jedi Council. You tell me what the Jedi Council are up to. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, 
yeah, you go and hang around with Peltsy, but you tell us what he's up to because we were in, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know where I'm coming, I'm going now. Who am I reporting to? I'll just tell you all everything. Yeah, I like the fact you turned but, into Norman Wisdom there, which is actually a lot closer to oh. the character than I'd realised before. Well, I mean. I mean, if anything, I mean, if they'd have made them a few years back, maybe Norman would have been the ideal, uh, the ideal Anakin Skywalker. He probably wouldn't have dropped his lightsaber any more than he did, to be fair. That's true, yeah. And then the Emperor would have to be Emperor Grimsdale. <laughs> Emperor Grimsdale? <laughs> Anybody under 35 has no idea what we're talking about, one. Yeah, but anyone <laughs> under 35 sitting there going, listen to these old men moan about Star Wars, even though we love it. <laughs> And I mean, I have to say, of the trilogy, uh, of the uh, we're now done with the pre was the prequel trilogy. Um, Christ Almighty, I sound a piss as a fountain. The prequel <laughs> trilogy. Um, I have to say, I think Revenge is probably my favourite, just because of all those yeah. mm. elements that make it feel nearer to the original trilogy. And obviously, it's the final payoff of getting Vader. Yeah. Mm. Which is, let's face it, is what is the whole, that's the whole point of these three films. So you finally get that element. I mean, if, I mean, would that have been, maybe they, could they have put Vader in earlier? Sorry, could they have made him, like, could he have confronted Anakin and they think, oh, he's been left for dead? And then, Order 66 goes down and they've got this mysterious fucking uh, like uh, cyborg mm. warrior who suddenly just mm. turns up and it's like and then you know and they can have a big emotional bit where Obi-Wan realises it's Anakin probably because he mm. says something to him something that he's, he's heard him say like he says I bet you have a bad feeling about this <laughs> like, Anakin is that you? Uh, or or anyway, he just sees uh, some sand and starts shivering. Yeah, yeah, he's sitting. There, yeah, he's, he's next next to a fire bucket, and he goes, "No, can't even look at it." So, Anakin. So, or else Jar Jar just just susses it and give it because it's really funny that that has that's how far down this has gone into a different road where feedback has come back on, on the thing. And it's like, yeah, no, he doesn't have a line in this. Because, mm. uh, yeah, when when we're not, no. no we're not. I've watched it with Jennifer and she said, oh, thank God they weren't still going with Jar Jar. Because, of course, you just see him walking behind Padme. She was like, if this was the early film, he'd have, like, tripped over, fallen <laughs> into the coffin. Oh, me so sorry. She <laughs> was like, yeah, at least they just left all that well and truly alive. <laughs> Well, let's face it, if we're recasting with Norman Wisdom, it ain't Anakin that he needs to play. He's got to be Jar Jar, isn't it? Just been fucking tripping over yeah. his own fucking feet, bollocksing things up. I mean, there you go. I've summed up a, a man's career very quickly there. <laughs> and it feels somewhat cruel to do so. But all in all, I think, yeah, I think that it's, it's definitely the best of the three. And... Yeah. Uh, and it's the one that I've I've definitely enjoyed. Just like it has probably again, I didn't remember bits of it that I remembered are not in the f- film that I remembered them in, <laughs> and 
also, it's not the Phantom Menace where you sort of like, oh, how long before the pod race? <laughs> oh, fucking hell, they've done the pod race. How long before the end now? And it's, yeah. So definitely, I think Revenge is the is the key one of the of the three, and Revenge of the Sith. Obviously, it's Revenge because originally it was Revenge of the Jedi, wasn't it? In uh, Episode Jedi, Six yeah. was original was originally Revenge. Of originally, the Jedi. it was going to be Revenge. Yeah. Mm. yeah when we were kids, that... it was that was the original title for it. Mm. But subsequently, they're saying that they called it that. So that illegal merchandise would be oh. released, called that. So again, <laughs> that the actual production stories change, you know, in our lifetime, forty odd years. It wasn't the story we were told back then. So yeah. no, who knows? Yeah, cause, cause <laughs> that was the whole thing where it was like the Jedi would not take revenge, so it wouldn't work. So then it's like, well, I suppose we could just bung it up, Revenge of the Sith, because we've we've quickly established <laughs> that the Jedi's won't do it, so Sith probably will, but. I um yeah oh and incidentally and this is completely off topic but it's just reminded me uh speaking of um working titles and stuff uh the company last exit to nowhere who do really great t-shirts of like tv and film stuff and sci-fi in particular um have started releasing a line of shirts of the original titles and you can now get a Blue Harvest T-shirt because oh. that was the name they filmed Return of the Jedi under, wasn't it? Mm. Was it Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, so you can now get a Blue Harvest T-shirt along with a... I think Predator was originally called Hunter. You can get a Star Beast one, which is what Alien was originally called. And, Ugh. again, that changes a whole <laughs> history just by one change of title, doesn't it? Because it's like, I'm not sure people are going to be going for the best part of 40 odd years going yeah but star beast have you seen star beast <laughs> like, yeah you're putting it definitely much more in the extra states rather than in the sort of in indelible sort of absolute classics but and it's a big but because it's mine and it's hanging out me like no one's business and that's another story for everyone um in conclusions, I suppose, gentlemen, um, in a uh, in a podcast that will be shorter than the film itself, uh, not hard at two hours and twenty minutes. Uh, Lee, what is your rating out of ten? And what 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 out of ten are we going to do? Uh, ten, uh, ten chicken lizards out of ten chicken <laughs> lizards. How many chicken lizards do you give it? I'm going to give this six and a half. Um, Six and a half. Now I know that was what I gave the last film. Um, mm -hmm. at, but there are elements of this I did like. So I think side by side I would prefer this of the two. But again, it's mm. too close to call necessarily in points. So um, yeah, yeah. So just to clarify, well, I did that really complicated, isn't it? I know, I know, but I know, I, problem. I, if I give this seven, I've only got three points left to play with, and I've still got another like seven films. So I'm trying to be careful. That's that's <laughs> very that's very true. I think I think also also I think it's um, that is a very a very accurate statement that Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith really feel kind of similar in that it's like. There's some really fucking good bits in this, but there's some also some really fucking bad bits in this. Yeah. 
and yeah so i th i i know i know where you're coming from definitely um so chris what would you how many uh, chicken lizards out of 10 oh the chicken lizards well so after what lee just said obviously that you know that makes it a little bit difficult but uh points watching this i was like this is an eight this is an eight look at that look at ian mcdermott <laughs> this is just amazing and i've totally forgotten you know I, I knew that happened but just forgotten how well it was done um, yeah, there are there are points of this that I've completely blanked out of my mind, and they yeah. seem to be good bits. They're good, but well. yeah, it's like I, I just yeah, I was shocked. I was like, what? How have I not watched this again since? So yeah, after the second watching, but I do realise that with the high mark I'm going to give it, even though it got bought down from an eight, um, I might have to go a bit spinal tap later on and sneak in an eleven at some point. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm going to give this a seven point five just because I was. Very surprised at yeah how much more I liked it than I had expected to. Nice, Wesley. Where do you stand, sir? Um, I'd give it an eight. because right. I really enjoyed it. It's, it's again, mm. it is the best of the prequels, mm. and I think I might be a little bit of a more of an advantage having watched like the Clone Wars. And yeah, that's interesting. Like that. mm. I can see, I can see how we've got to that a bit more. Like even yeah. more about um, uh, Grievous as well. Mm, and yeah. Like that. So maybe I'm a little bit more, got more of an advantage as to why I'm giving it an eight, but no, nah, I really liked it. Mm. I think that's, I don't, I don't think you have to justify it, sir. It's just, yeah. I think well, I have. Well, <laughs> well, stuff you then. You bloody justify it now. Now, boy. <laughs> well, where I, does that leave, Adam? I, I'm going to go with a seven. Because mm. I think much the same as Lee, I was kind of thinking because it's six point five, but that's what I gave Attack of the Clones. I'm going with a seven just because this entertained me more and pissed me off less mm. than how Attack of the Clones did. Because I think the balance is getting right as well, yeah. where it's like sort of yeah, the keep Padme and Anakin to essentials rather mm. than whole bits about floating apples and shit and you know there are flaw there are flaws in it but they're enjoyable flaws um such as you know if if nothing else the fucking chicken lizard chasing the blowjob machine from south park with a four-armed robot on it <laughs> that's entertainment <laughs> you know I'm, yeah. i have not seen that in any other film and oh. that is always a good rating for me I've just worked it out. That, that, sorry, mm -hmm. you've just reminded me. So the whole time we were watching it, and I said about stupid puppy legs, uh, it really reminded me of something, and I couldn't remember what it is. It's going to be really obscure, and most people are probably not going to know it, but I know that Adam That's what will. we're here for. Adam is definitely going to... You know in Invader Zim, when Gurr gets in the brain of the house and turns it into a dog to go and buy, to go and buy burritos? Yes. Yeah, and the house uh, turns into a giant yes. dog. That's what it reminded me of. Burritos! It, really, it goes running down it, the right. That was exactly what it was. It really is. <laughs> it really fucking is. For the benefits of the tape and the listeners who may not know what Lee is talking about, fuck me, it is. That is, exact, <laughs> that is spot on. So, <laughs> so, yeah. And and if you've not watched Invader Zim and you're listening to the Star Wars podcast, watch Invader Zim. It's fucking great. Genius. You, you um, will just, you'll get it. It's, yeah. It's the sci-fi the sci fans uh, show, definitely. 
Um, um, back to gaming. Uh, I've recently gone back to playing my PlayStation 2 recently, and in the games there, I found uh, Destroy All Humans, which is the same oh, guy wow. who did the voice of Invader Zim doing that voice for an alien. And it, oh, such a playable game. So good. Wow, I've... I, that's been so long since I've played that that I've obviously never put two and two together that it's the invaders, it's the guy who voices invaders in. So, yeah, that was a, that's a fucking great game. That really <laughs> is a great game. You wouldn't have played it because I think I've got your one. That's very probable. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, I said, no, that, is a, that is a great game. That really is. And yeah, so right, I'm just I'm just double checking my maths here. So talk amongst yourselves, you know, because uh, this could be a couple of weeks. I could cut music in, but I can't be bothered. <laughs> just badly singing. There we go. So currently, top of the leaderboard, Revenge of the Sith with Ooh. 29 chicken lizards out of 40. Hey. And uh, yes, so. That is, uh, and that was Revenge of the Sith. Well, it wasn't Revenge of the Sith. That was a podcast about Revenge of the Sith. If you hmm. think that that was Revenge of the Sith, you've not seen Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Just in case anyone's made that mistake, could happen. Who knows? There's there's probably there's probably a few Anakin's out there who are having trouble tying their laces. <laughs> going, oh, I've seen that Revenge of the Sith, but it was only audio. <laughs> Anyway, let them dream. Let them dream and be, yeah. be together. So uh, we will be back in two weeks' time with Solo, a Star Wars story. Mm -hmm. Because oh, and we should this make will you be... do that on your own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll try it, but the thing is, I'll just degenerate into silly voices and then just start twanging my wire. So it's not going to be sort of like, you know, <laughs> it's not going to be a productive episode, let's face it. But I am also, so jealous I, that you're going to get to see it for the first time. I was going to say, I, am the, I, I know I'm the only person on the podcast who has what? not seen it. So what I if am... he doesn't like it? He'll well, he's it. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so we'll jot that down then. 30. <laughs> right. <no. laughs> yes. So, um, unsurprisingly, the leaderboard currently runs Revenge of the Sith, Attack of the Clones, and the Phantom Menace in third, which, let's face it, is any sensible person's ranking. Yeah, we didn't see that um, coming, did we? <laughs> no. Like Nigel Glasscock. No one sees him coming. Uh, <laughs> 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 this frivolity. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, everyone. Um, uh, obviously, yeah, listen to Welcome to Horror because we are Welcome to Horror as well. And uh, listen to Not For Everyone podcast, especially because it looks like Bobby will be joining us for an Ewok special. <laughs> and um, yes, I will say... Good night. Oh, go on, Lee. Oh, sorry. Just very quickly before you do. Every week I mean to mention this, and every week we forget. Um, the artwork for the shows is it, mm. our, our personalised pieces every time by our a very spectacular own artwork. Yeah. Um, yes. And it's incredible. And we all just look at it every time and get all excited about it. And then because it's then a week before we release it, we forget to say that it is a special piece made specifically yeah. by Wes for the episode. So uh, yeah. it's only available here. Yeah. 
I heard a rumour that he's a bit of a tit. <laughs> yeah, but which bit? I've heard he's Mariola. <laughs> no, he's not even as useful as that. He's just the fleshy bit that it sticks to. Oh, blimey. Some of us have known that about him for the best part of 30 years. <laughs> but he's, he's got some good trivia, though. He yeah. has got some belting trivia, that boy. And Ian Alf knows his way around a uh, artist's easel. I don't. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't spoil the magic. No, I just use a table. Oh right, okay. They're all imagining you're in a beret in a, and like you know a big shirt. I wear a beret, but I ain't got anything else on. <laughs> oh god, yeah. No, I know that's true as well. Right, that's it. I'm going home. I've had enough. Right. Yes, I think on that on that on that hideous note, but also that artistic um, bombshell. Because he is multi-talented, our Mr. Smith, and we thank you for your uh, your illustrations because they are mm. spectacular, sir. Amazing, thank you. Always Which, amazing. Have, have we not got like a, a link to send people to? Uh, probably. Uh, welcome to aura.com. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. I was, think, I was thinking for Wesley. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Wes, what is your Instagram for your artwork? Because you've got a specific one for your artwork. Oh, yeah, that's sensible. Yeah. I, I think it's just my name. <laughs> or WJS Illustration. One of the two. Yes, I think it is WJS. WJS I don't know. I don't look for it. The link, the link is in the bio. If you follow us on Instagram, oh, there, the, there is a link there mm. to, to um, Mr. Smith's Instagram where you will see that Star Wars is just the tip of the amazing iceberg of stuff that mm. he's produced. So, and having thoroughly embarrassed him, we shall say. That's why I'm not day. doing much. That's why I'm making light of it. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Ewoks everywhere. Ta-ta. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>